Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Dementicast. We are back for episode six. It has been a few months. A lot's happened. We've had Google Stadia get announced for seeing. Uh, we had Avengers Endgame happen and is about to again. Um, we had E3 and Keanu Reeves and so much more. But before we get into it, I just want to let everybody know that Demented Cat is available on Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, and all other major platforms. You can also subscribe to this by going to anchor.m slash Cast. You can subscribe for 99 cents, $5, even 10 Of course, you have to subscribe, but it's always greatly appreciated when you on the Anchor app. That I can hear and play back for future episodes if maybe you have questions or just want to share your thoughts on a topic. So, without further ado, let's jump into this episode and get into some of this beefy, beefy news. And of course, my co host, Kate. Kate, how are you doing? I am good. Sound like uh, Jim Perry. <laughs> Two weeks before three, Google their first ever Stadia Direct. They announce pricing and what kind of internet you'll have to have to play um, any game on Stadia. It it sounded like a lot of like big bold promises, but it also um, sounds pretty nice. And if they can. If they can make this work, it'll be it'll be pretty impressive. But Kate, what was your impressions after looking at Stadia? Um, I mean, it all seems like it'd be it's like an interesting concept. Um, we weren't really. I mean, it's a whole new way to play games. It's just, I mean, with it, it's with it being so new. It's like I I don't really have any. Like anything to truly compare it to, um, and I mean, my biggest concern is how much it's going to use, and uh, you know, with mine, you know, sometimes I don't always get the speed that I'm supposed to get. Well, like, maybe am I going to go from like sixty frames? Like, my frame going to drop significantly, or... I I don't know. It's just, it all depends. Um, I like that you actually brought that up, because that's not something I actually kind of considered. Is, would the, is my frame rate going to drop significantly? Like, I guess I, I didn't give that much thought um, from the presentation. I was more thinking about just internet speeds and, like... Because at least for... At least in America, we don't have a great infrastructure for our internet, and so like, my internet doesn't go out that often. But it does go out, and it isn't the greatest speeds. Like sometimes during the day, I just I can't get anything to load, and then other times I have no problems. That was mainly my focus. I I guess I didn't look at it from the aspect of are my is my frame rate gonna drop depending on what games I play. Well, and, I mean, if you think about it, too, so I could be at home alone playing on Stadia, and Jordan gets home, and he starts playing something that sucks up the internet. Like, I'm sure 
whatever I'm doing is gonna, I mean, it could go to shit. I, we, we, I just don't know. Um, so that's kind of my hesitation with it, the internet aspect of it. Um, and like, you probably won't even really be able to play your games when you're not connected to the internet. So, and speaking of which, my page just, my internet just fucked. Okay. Um, but, uh, like, I mean, you're supposed to be able to play it on your phone. Like, could you play something on your phone in a long, like in a car drive? Because I have sprints, and if, uh, if I'm in a long car trip and I want to, like, I don't know, play Assassin's Creed and I'm not connected to the internet half the time and bum fuck nowhere, am I going to be able to play or am I going to be shit out of luck? I think, uh, I don't remember f- for a fact. I think they did say you can download them with Stadia Pro, which is the one that you pay for. It's $9.99 a month. And that gets you um, up to up to 4K, 60 FPS, plus a bunch of discounts and free games that you can play. I believe you know, with that you can download games. What would suck about getting Stadia Pro? though in a sense if your internet was like shitty like yeah you could get up to 4k but what are the likelihood of that actually being possible like so google claimed that 10 megabits and from lowest tier up to about 10 close to 20 you can get 720 60 and then it's from 20 to like 30 you can get 1080p and then 30 and above is the 4k marker mm-hmm. and it just interested me because i like i said we don't have the best internet and like you keep saying like what if we what we've been saying it kind of goes hand in hand we don't have the best internet or or infrastructure for internet and so how often do i get to play that 4k or that 1080p mm-hmm they also announced the fountain pack for like $129. You get a really stupid looking controller. Um, you don't like the controller? It it just looks so cheap. It looks ridiculously cheaply made. Well, and, well okay. Um, so the founder's pack, it's, I mean, you can buy like the white version of the controller, but the founder's pack comes with like the navy blue one, which I think looks cool. Um, the I, con- I like the, the yeah the controller does look like shits but um, as far as the founder the difference between the founders pack versus the regular controller like the color scheme is cool. Um, you also get uh, Destiny Two the collection so it's Destiny Two with all the expansions. Um, you get to. Uh, you essentially become one of the first people to make your online name, which is a... It's cool to hear that there's gonna be that online play with Stadia, but when I tested my internet, because you go on to their website, you can do a little connection speed, and it'll tell you what you can get or what you would be able to play out with Stadia. And when I did it the other day, I would only be able to play at maybe 1080p. Um, 
And so with that said, now not only am I using my bandwidth and my connection to stream this game to my TV or my phone or my laptop or whatever the device is, but now I have to use my internet to play a game like Destiny 2. With maybe friends, we don't quite know how the online function works, but that interested me. I don't know what, I don't know if you saw that, but it's online play. Um, as far as that, like, Stadia is just, it's an interesting concept. Um, I like, I like that Google's trying it and trying to innovate. Uh, Google Stadia will be, or at least Stadia Pro will be out in November and then their base Stadia, like just the free version where you just purchase the games and play them, that will be out, um, sometime 2020. I, th- I don't remember if it said early, mid, or late 2020. They did 2020. So, yeah, there's no free games with that one either. There's only you only get free games with uh, Stadia Pro. I like the price point, $9.99 is fine with me. I wouldn't be mad with paying for that if it works that, right. That's pretty much the I mean what you're gonna get when you do like uh, PlayStation Plus, Xbox Live, I mean, Nintendo Switch Online. I mean theirs is actually really cheap, but. Um, I mean, it's just another subscription. Yeah. But yeah, um, Stadia, I I might get the Stadia Founders Pack, because Stadia is just that thing that it's very interesting to me, and I really kind of, I want to see it do good. I really do. And so, I don't know, I might get Stadia Pro, um... If not, or the first pack, if not, I'll probably get a pro this November when it drops. But, so I can say, what about you? Are you going to get it in November or are you waiting waiting until the base Stadia uh, drops? Yep. I uh, don't know if I'd do the founder's pack. That's a, that's a lot of money. Um, but, and, and I don't need, you know, some of that this stuff with it I already have Google Chromecast on my TV and like all that stuff but um you know I'd try a month of it to see how it is I, I don't feel like a lot of the game I've been looking at some of the games and I have a lot of them so I don't feel like I really need like I don't want to have to buy them again for another I mean speaking of which like Borderlands and Destiny 2 I or have Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Or yeah. Well, no, Destiny 2. I have two copies of it. I have one on my PS4 and then I have one on my PC. I paid for both of them. Um for Borderlands, I know it says Borderlands 3, but like Borderlands 2 and the first one, I have two copies, one on my PS4, one on this. I think I actually have um Xbox 360 copies of Borderlands as well. But like, I don't want to pay for it again, so yeah, I'd have... my thing, too. So, I'd probably have to try and see if there's something... Like, if it's worth me to get it now, or in November. Like, if there's a game that I want to try out on it, or if I'm just going to wait until other shit releases, because I don't want to spend... 
$60 on another copy of Borderlands 3 for, I mean, for me to maybe play it very rarely. Because, yeah, that's the thing too, because, like, definitely I'm going to be playing Borderlands 3 on my PS4. And so, like, I, playing it on Stadia would be very, very rare for me. And so, yeah, my caveat is just games. Like, they've shown quite an impressive list of games, but a lot of those mm-hmm. games people have already had for a few months or maybe longer. And so they've put many hours into those games on whatever system they already own them on. Like me, I don't I don't want to replay Assassin's Creed Odyssey from the very beginning. I've put a hundred and like fourteen, fifteen into it already. Like I don't wanna have to redo all of that on Stadia. Yeah. I did say they did say for Destiny two that you can transfer your characters over. So for, uh, at least for part, Destiny you can. Part of part of that though is also with um that won't be until late summer is when the cross save is happening. So by the time the cross save happens, um, Google Stadia will already will won't be out yet. So, oh, okay. um, yeah, because they said late summer is when cross save is happening. Because I know one of our friends is excited; he'll be save his stuff on PS, so he'll be more equipped. Um, Interesting. Yep. Yeah, that's all I have to unload on Sadia. I just, I, I like what they showed. I like what they uh, talked about. Price point, I'm not mad at it. Like, the Founders Pack, I get it. Um, it's actually, for what you get, it's actually a really fair price. If you don't already own, like, a Google Chromecast. Um, the thing that does interest me is they really emphasize having a Google Chromecast Ultra, which is, like, their newest one that has the four and with them like really emphasizing the google chromecast ultra it makes me wonder are you going to have to upgrade to that in order to play stadia from like your tv or like is my toshiba that has a chromecast built into it am i going to be able to play it off of that or like your tv that has a chromecast built in it is yours is your tv 4k it is not Oh, okay, mine is, so I'm, I'm curious if that is going to play into it. But yeah, it's definitely an interesting concept. I can't wait to see more from media. Mm-hmm. Before we jump into E3, I kind of actually want to save that for our final round. Uh, I want to get this away because it's been two months since this came out. I've seen it three times, you've seen it twice. Um, they just announced they're about to, they're going to re-release it into theaters with, um, at least, I think they said seven minutes of extra footage. Um, but Avengers Endgame finally came out back in April. It's now almost July. It's June 19th, no, June 20th. Um, so it's been a minute, um. I'll let you go first with your thoughts on Endgame and, like, its success. Um, I mean, we talked a little bit about this a few days back, but I I loved Endgame. Um, 
I thought that it was a perfect way to kind of end it all, ironically. Um, kind of, it summed everything up, you know. I wasn't expecting them to kill Thanos within the first 30 minutes of the movie. Like, what? <laughs> like, I was, I was, yeah, sorry. So confused. And then you see, like, the black screen and it says five years later. And it's like, what? Like, holy shit. And then, because, like, they built it up to, to make you think, like, in the trailers, that the entire movie is going to be them figuring out how to fight Thanos and, like, kill him. Yeah, but they kill him in the, from the loss. Yeah, but then they kill him in the first 30 seconds and you're like, holy shit, where the fuck is this movie going now? Yeah, <laughs> like, what, what? What is the rest of the movie going to be? Like, our antagonist yeah. is gone. Like, there's nothing for our ears to fight. Uh, yeah, so... Little did we... Uh, I, w- I was, like, just shocked when I saw that. Um, and... And then as the movie progressed, like it just, I, I honestly didn't know what to expect at that point because all my theories were pretty much shot out the door within the first 30 minutes <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> and then when you realize that they're going to go back in time and it's like, oh, that's going to be cool. And then you see scenes from like some of the old movies and it's just like, I got chills down the my spine. Battle, the Battle of New York. Like when you yeah. been on the Battle of New York in 2012, I... I just got this um, giant smile across my face, and I just—it gave me the same joy I had going to see the first Avengers back then with my uh, dad. And like coming out of that movie, and you see Thanos in the post-credit scene, and you're like, "Like who the fuck is this?" And people are starting yeah. to research, like, "Oh shit, it's Thanos!" Oh fuck, they're doing Infinity. Oh fuck, like, yeah, yeah, I. Uh... You know, the second time I saw it, I went with somebody who hadn't seen it, who hadn't seen it yet. So when you see like 2012 New York, New York come across the screen, I just heard her gasp and be like, oh, "No way!" <laughs> just like the the react, like seeing it the second time was fantastic because I mean, it's going with somebody who hadn't seen it because I got to experience all their reactions. And I knew it was what to expect, and I still cried <laughs> the second time. But um, <laughs> it, it was it was fantastic. And like in the end, I knew that I had a feeling that either Cap or Iron Man was gonna die. Um, I'm glad with how they ended both of their stories. Uh, I wasn't expecting it with. Um, you know, when Thanos got all this, the glove or the Infinity Gauntlet back and then tried to snap, not realizing he didn't have the stones in it. Like, I was just like, oh, shit. More spoilers, jeez. Well, I mean, that spoiler ban has been lifted long. <laughs> long it's long, it's long also been two ago. fucking months. If you haven't seen this movie by now, you, you, you had to have had it spoiled already. <laughs> um... So, yeah, my probably biggest disappointment, and this is kind of what we talked about the other day, Shane, was how much they built up Captain Marvel and, um, like, 
they made it seem like she was gonna be the end all be all for yeah, she's yeah, she was get yeah she that she was gonna be the Thanos killer and whatnot um but she's in the film like I think her total runtime has to be like maybe twenty minutes I uh, know yeah I was about to say between ten to twenty minutes um sorry my cat's being an asshole get down um. And she doesn't even, like, the only thing I can recall off the top of my head that she does is she, like, leads the badass ladies into battle and... Well, she does say and, help at the beginning. And helps, and helps, yeah. Exactly. But, like, that's it. it. It's nothing. And, like, honestly, the success of her movie was because of, infi- or was because of Endgame. Yeah. That's it. We talked about this on the last episode where most of Captain Marvel's success, I don't mean to cut you off, but most of her success for her movie is because people thought she was going to be the um, one to kill Thanos and fix the snap. And she she shows up for a little bit, does stand around at the beginning, and then she is gone. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, those are pretty bullet point things for for me. I overall, I mean, I can't wait to get it when it comes out on Blu-ray. I want to get the collector's edition that has all the movies, but that's gonna um, be like a hundred, couple hundred bucks, two hundred at least. Yeah. So, um, I just I thought it was perfect. Yeah, I I don't I don't really like. Normally, after seeing a movie three times, I can, there's definitely I can nitpick. Like Black Panther, once I finally saw it two to three times, there was definitely points I nitpicked, or not even nitpicked. I just noticed that kind of irri- irritated me a little bit. But like with Endgame, I just the movie works. It works on such a great level that every time I saw it, I felt myself still gasping and being amazed and having this childlike wonder um, at the same scenes every single time I saw it. And uh, I can't wait to see what the next phase of Marvel is. I also am a little scared because after seeing Endgame, it just, it feels like I could be done with these movies forever. Like, I, it, it seriously feels like if they didn't make any more, I'd be okay. That's where I'm at. But we do have Spider-Man in like two weeks, so yeah. And I'm excited for that because Mysterio. But yeah, I love Endgame. Um, my favorite scene is watching Pat wield the hammer. It's yeah. Is. Just the the moment that you see Thanos holding down Thor and it's over for Thor, and it pans over to that hammer. It just lifts off the ground and then flies the cap, and you hear Thor say, I knew it. Because that's what everybody else was thinking in that scene, is, I fucking knew it. But yeah, I'm definitely gonna go see it when it re-releases with that extra footage, and I will definitely be picking it up probably twice, because I'm that kind of person. (laughs) But yeah. Anything else on Endgame? Nope. I don't want to too much because it's been too much, but yeah. 
love it if you haven't seen it by now i don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life go see it help us get it past avatar because fuck that movie oh that movie's so bad <laughs> i hate that movie hey it might actually be it now that they're re-releasing it yeah um, honestly maybe that's probably why they're re-releasing it <laughs> i saw i saw someone make a joke today on twitter after the news was breaking that they were gonna re-release endgame into theater with extra footage and someone had commented and put it like you you know this is honestly all just because they really want that number one spot from avatar and i was like they deserve it <laughs> it should be theirs Mm-hmm. They spent 11 years trying to get that number one spot and almost grabbed it many times. Or it looked like they were going to grab it many times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. The, these are kind of short notes and kind of quick bullet points, but my next one's going to be a really short topic, but I kind of want to throw it on there because this news broke today. And I just kind of wanted to see what you thought about it. Um, I haven't, like really big comic reader in many years uh i kind of fell out of it for a while and then i just was a fan of the shows the movies and stuff but it broke that jj abrams was going to write a spider-man comic with i think it said his younger brother and they were going to introduce a new villain in this comic now it's going to be a mini series oops just hit my mic um, it's going to be a mini Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I like JJ. And I was, I was interested to know what you thought about this news. Um, well, going over the notes and seeing it, I kind of had to look into it a little bit. Um, like you, I kind of fell out. I have, I have like a, I wouldn't say a love-hate relationship with comics, but, um, you know, I get into a phase where... I, I found a series I really like and, you know, I read a bunch. I mean, I can read comics like, so quickly and that's probably the one downfall about reading comics. Anyways, I'm not going to talk about me. Um, <laughs> You're good. <laughs> uh, so, uh, like I said, I go through phases of reading comics and it's it's probably been a couple of years since I've actually like gone out of my way to try and find comics that I like. Um, it, it's interesting to see that Abrams wants to, to make a Spider-Man comic with a new villain uh cadaverous is that how you pronounce it yeah i Cadaver. think so um i i honestly wasn't sure they i saw that the way i found it was ign tweeted about it and um i read the name of the villain i was like i don't nope i ain't even trying to pronounce that shit <laughs> yeah um so i mean I'll pick it up and I'll read it and see how it is. Um, but it, it might just be one of those things too where you know, I, I get into it for a little bit and then fall out of it because either I don't go to the comic store as frequently or um, I don't feel like spending the five bucks on a comic that'll take me five minutes to read or I it, it's, like I said, I have a love-hate relationship when it comes to reading comics. I enjoy it. It's just... You know, that's actually a. That's it might not seem like it, but it is a pretty expensive hobby. Oh, very much. Like, um, I had never read Wild Last Man, and I just got into it, and like each issue is 
20 bucks and there's five issues six issues in why the last man and so like that's it gets expensive like that's a hundred bucks if i want to pick them up right now mm-hmm. and i don't just have a hundred bucks to go spend on five comic books that i'm gonna read once through and then not read for a couple years it's yeah it's an expensive hobby um, and just a heads up, J.J. Abrams, and it's his son, Henry Abrams. Son, okay. Son. I couldn't remember if it was his brother or something. I knew he, I knew it was related to him. And then it's going to be drawn by Miles Morales co-creator Sarah Picelli. Ooh, okay, yeah, and see, now I'm even more intrigued. Like, I was intrigued the second I saw J.J. Abrams attached to a Spider-Man comic. Because one, I like Abrams, and two, I'm a giant Spider-Man fan. But yeah, that makes me super bad now. I like her art style a lot. So yeah, I don't... Did You probably looked into it more than I did, honestly. Um, I just have the article pulled up. Oh. so Do, do they say around what time it's supposed to be out? Um, Obviously, it probably won't be until like next year, but... All they have released is the cover arts. Um, the the younger Abrams told the New York Times that the book was developed from a new and different and exciting take on Spider-Man. Um, so, they're. Okay. I'm just interested how have you have, Spider-Man as a character. Have you seen the cover arts? I uh, kind of did. I didn't actually click on the image, but I saw it oh, when okay. I was on Twitter. Um, yeah, they, they, there's no sort of release date. Okay. Um, the yeah. New York Times article is like a, a Q&A with Henry and JJ. So that'd be an interesting thing to read. Yeah, I might, I might have to go back and read that. But yeah, new Spider-Man miniseries coming from Abr- Abrams and his son eye out for that it's gonna be interesting we'll see what does we'll see if it's young peter or older peter in college or adult life that's what i think i'm more interested in because i feel like i feel like abrams would have to do kind of like young adult spider-man i don't i don't know i don't know how i'd feel abrams writing like teenage spider-man i don't know if I'm sure he could do it. I just, I think, for Abrams, it would be smart to do young adult. Uh, so actually, I I'm on the uh, New York Times article now. I was on a different one earlier. Uh, it says that um, da, 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 it'll be a five-part series arriving in September. Oh, damn! That, okay, so that's close. Yeah, I think it's already done. They're just um you know, waiting to release it and all that stuff. Yeah, getting printing and all that. Mm -hmm. But that's all they said? They didn't say anything about the actual characters or story or anything? Um, It says they're introducing a new villain, Cadaverous, who will cause problems for Spider-Man, his alter ego, Peter Parker, and his beloved Mary Jane Watson. That's about it. So I'm guessing yeah, it'll probably be adult Peter. Yeah, that's what I asked him. Alright, well, September. Alright. Um, 
that's gonna be interesting because Borderlands 3 also comes out in September, so we'll see if I have time to read that. Have you ever wanted to start a podcast? Well, now it's super easy. All you need is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. So if you would like to start your podcast today, head on over to anchor.fm start to join myself and the diverse community of podcasters today. Once again, that is anchor.fm slash start to begin your podcast journey today. Um, moving on, though, to E3, the big bulk of what podcast episode is really for. Because um, I didn't want an actual episode, mainly I wanted to do our E3, but I figured since Stadia news was... Uh, pretty close to E3, plus we still need to talk a little bit on Endgame. Uh, I throw them on there, but E3 happened. The big old expo for gamers, gaming paradise, whatever you want to call it. Um, the place that you don't want to touch anybody else because nobody fucking washes their body, apparently, as Twitter has shown us. Y'all nasty. Um wash your damn body but a few things happened at e3 this year one there was playstation how do you how do you feel about there not being a playstation this year Kate? i was upset i've always loved their um their playstation experience and like last year they went above and beyond and had uh like you started off in uh almost like a replica room of for the last of us 2 and at first you didn't really quite know what game it was i'm sure the people there did um but you know watching it on tv you didn't quite know what it was uh and then they moved from you know room to room or area to area uh based on the game and it it's just it, it is it's an experience that's what it is um and you know it was kind of upsetting not seeing that um but you know maybe they didn't do that because they really wanted to focus on putting their time and energy into their playstation exclusives that are coming out within the next year um and we've already seen uh, speaking of the last of us we've already seen a couple of things on it there was something from paris a few years back and then the playstation uh and then yeah the playstation experience last year so we were, we've already seen stuff and then and if you follow them on twitter and all that and um see you know news articles and whatnot there's rumor that it could come out later this year um, they just haven't announced it yet, but I don't foresee it until early next year. Yeah, I, I would. I don't know about Last of Us Two coming out this year, especially since like they just finished the last scene like a, like a month or two ago. Right, and not only that, I feel like if you were going to release it this year, you would have had at least had some at E3 to tell us at E3, like. 
I don't want just a random surprise announcement in the end of August or September, like, hey, Last of Us 2 comes out November 28th. Like, I don't want that. Like, give me time See, I don't, because... I don't mind that, personally. Like, yeah, the... it. I mean, you kind of get a, a name for yourself at E3, but they already have a name for themselves. People are hyped for this game. Well, They've been hyped since it the first one came out six years ago there it doesn't matter when they find out that it's gonna come out they already know it's coming out it's just you know is it gonna be this year is it gonna be next year the reason i say that is only for me i like to know at least around e3 time when games are releasing if they're releasing that year just for the fact of i like to know what's coming out around what time because with like both of us being adults like we don't have a whole lot of time and i like to know like with a game like control that i'm super excited to play if that game was coming out a week before or a week after borderlands 3 i was i'm was definitely not going to pick it up like Mm -hmm. my money was going to go to borderlands 3 and so with games like last of us where i'm definitely going to pick that game up i want to know roughly what when it's going to drop because I want to know what else is coming around there. Because, say, there's another game that I was excited for, but now Last of Us coming out a week before it. I'm not picking the other game up for a while, because I have to play Last of Us 2. Because the first one was just so impactful on me. So, personally, for me, that's why I like to have that kind of um, spread between getting told when the game's coming out to when it actually comes out that way i can kind of figure out what's coming out around that time and then be like okay yeah i guess i'll have to skip this game so i can get through this game and i'm not breaking the bank (laughs) like i get you i don't know um uh, even the xbox uh or the microsoft head honcho said it wasn't the same not having PlayStation there. Yeah, just I feel like also like I feel I feel like I wasn't really excited for this year at E3. Like past years where I'm like, oh, it's finally E3 week. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Like I just felt myself kind of like, oh, yeah, E3 is happening this week. And I don't know if that has something to do with just being busy or if it just has something to do with knowing that only X, only really Xbox and Nintendo, the two other Titans are going to be there. And I already know a bulk of what Xbox is going to announce. They're going to talk about their new console that I don't think they should be coming out with. Um, no. And I, Nintendo's just probably gonna show a bunch of indie games probably show a bunch of re-releases for the switch um they're gonna probably show ultimate alliance which they did like so i don't know i wasn't very hyped for e3 but i think that had partly to do with being busy also knowing what the other two were gonna show and the fact that playstation wasn't gonna be there Mm-hmm. yep um Moving on, though, you mentioned Xbox, the massive Titan Xbox. They they had 
quite the press conference. I didn't watch it, but I caught up on most of the highlights of it. And I have to say, my favorite part from Xbox's press conference was Cyberpunk. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, probably not that shocking, but Cyberpunk Keanu Reeves was probably my uh, highlight from Xbox's press conference. I don't know, what about you? What was your highlight from theirs? Was it Scarlet? No, fuck no. (laughs) Um. Hold on a sec. Uh. It was probably Cyberpunk, but I've also been hyped for that game ever since um, they announced it last year. And then, uh when they did the freaking 43 minute gameplay video that I watched like probably three times <laughs> twice with Jordan because <laughs> he like was losing his goddamn mind <laughs> it's amazing the game um, looks incredible what's crazy is uh, you know after E3 or well, I think it might have been while E3 was going on there was a whole bunch of articles and whatnot from the demo that was there and what that um, one thing I saw is you can play the entire story without killing a single person. What? Which, yeah, so you could play the entire story, your, I mean, a playthrough of it, without killing a single person. Um, the only other game that I could think of that has a similar thing Dishonored. like that. Dishonored, yeah, the ghost. Um, now I don't know what that entails. If it's going to be voice dialogue, because I feel like there's got to be some sort of combat, I would like think aspect like maybe to you. Because I know it's got RPG elements, and you're upgrading. So I would think it would be more of like you make your person to m- maybe be stealthy, and maybe they don't use like guns. They use like uh, tasers and like. They kind of just choke people out. They don't kill anybody. They just choke them out, knock them out, and stuff. Like, you just make your person more stealthy and not use weapons. Maybe more hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting to see it. I think this is probably going to be one of those games where I do play through it multiple times. I'm actually replaying The Witcher right now. Um, No, you're good. Uh, uh repl- yeah, so I'm replaying The Witcher again right now on the pro- the hardest difficulty, which sucks. Um, but this is probably going to be one that I play through multiple times to see if I can get different outcomes. Um, have they said that it'll have like a good ending and a bad ending? I haven't heard. Because I know there's there's dialogue trees. I know that, right? There is, yes. Okay. So yeah, I wonder if there's multiple endings. Then. I don't know. It's coming out April 16th next year. Do we think that's... Let me ask you. Are you glad it's coming out next year rather than this year? No. <laughs> but that's just me being selfish and I want to play it now. Um... <laughs> <laughs> without your without your bias and coming from like a trying to come from like a game critic standpoint or like yes 
I think I think it's good. Um, just because, uh, I don't know. I'm not a fan personally of games like releasing around the holidays because you know that people are gonna buy them because it's the holidays. Um, I I, I don't know. I I'm glad that it's not this year. Because it's something. Because I already have Borderlands to look forward to this year. I've got um, a ton of games to look forward to coming out later this year. Control. Um, I swear, there's other stuff. No, I, 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 I I'm drawing I blanks. But I'm drawing um, blanks every time I'm like, there's there's other games in Borderlands and Control. I know there is. So yeah, I know I know what you I know what you feel like. I uh, yeah, my my mind's on Borderlands, but yeah. So, um, I mean, we've waited for Borderlands three for how many years? We were I don't even know we weren't really even expecting it necessarily. I mean, um, they they kept teasing us with like these weird concept photos of like Pandora and then like other worlds and space and we're like the, just show us Borderlands 3 stop stop this yeah um what? I mean oh go ahead oh no I was gonna say I'm I'm glad it's gonna be early next year I I am uh, yeah I think uh, April's uh, a good spot too cause nothing really comes out around well like there's games that come out around that time but like it's usually games i'm not very interested in so yeah i'm kind of excited to have something to play early on in the year mm-hmm. exactly what did you uh what did you we know we know what the internet thought about it but what did you personally think about the keanu reeves reveal <laughs> <laughs> um so <laughs> I okay, so don't yell at me. I don't understand the Keanu Reeves hype. I really don't. I mean, Yo, delete this podcast. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> but listen here. I also have not watched the John Wick movies. So have you I've watched seen, Matrix? Did you watch I've, what was it? Speed, I, no, not Speed, I did. Speed with someone else, right? Speed. He's in Speed. Yeah. He's um, in speed. Okay. I have watched The Matrix. I love The Matrix. The Matrix um, is my favorite movie of all time. I love Keanu Reeves. <clears throat> it just is. I don't know. It felt like after The Matrix, he like fell off the face of the earth, He's and then in he the Keanu songs. And then he did John Wick, and then everybody loved him again. And now he's in Cyberpunk, and I don't know. I just I kind of wish that they would have announced that sooner. Because we've known about it for two years now, since last E3, what, if not Cyberpunk? sooner than then. Cyberpunk, yeah. So, <clears throat> we've known about it. We watched a 43-minute gameplay video. Uh, and, I mean, he would have had to have recorded stuff for that. Like, did they just mute him? Like... <coughs> Sorry, that spit went down the wrong pipe. Um, or, di- or did they add him in after the fact well, because seems, they kn- his little like post tag seems like he's a pretty important character to the story so it feels like he's been a part of the development for a while 
So I don't know. I think your first guess of they might have just been holding it and like maybe if they showed anything that maybe his character actually has a part in, they probably just took it out. I think that I think your first assumption is correct. But what's crazy, and this is more articles I've um, read, is he's pretty much the Cortana of this world. So he is, um, like talking inside your head. He has more lines than your actual character does, your actual person. Or it's either he has more lines or your person does. It's like they're the top two, and I, I guess from the initial vibes I got from the you know gameplay and whatnot i wasn't expecting that and i don't know how i'm gonna feel about that personally look i love keanu reeves he is one of my favorite actors i hope he joins the mcu um please give me keanu reeves as adam warlock in guardians of the guardians of the galaxy 3 um but i don't know i'm excited i i feel like his the reveal for E3 was a little like maybe a little over the top um, it, yeah. and like his little like gesture and like pointing at the screen of saying then check this out I just felt like it was it was kind of cringy like eh <laughs> but I'm, yeah. like, I'm excited to see someone like that in a video game that I'm insanely hyped for and I hope it's not just a gimmick to get people to buy it. That's what I was worried about. Just Keanu because, Reeves like... Skin. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Could you imagine if they did a DLC... Or, not DLC, a pre-order bonus where you get to play Keanu Reeves? <laughs> <laughs> be interesting. Oh, man. Alright. Moving away from Cyberpunk, um, another thing Xbox did before we talk about our thoughts on Scarlet and obviously the PS5. I didn't throw it on the notes, but we'll talk about the PS5, I'm sure. Um, but before we get to that, they, they also they showed something that like when I first saw it, I was like, oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? I don't care. But then I was like, you know what? I might get this if my piece or if my laptop can run it. I might get this, but uh, Minecraft Dungeons, Kate, are you excited for Minecraft Dungeons? No, no, <laughs> just no. No, I don't but, give a shit about. I, 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 when I first got Minecraft years ago, my younger brothers were playing it, and the only reason I spent the money on it was so that I could play games with them. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much about it. So, uh, so you, you uh, for sure are not picking up Minecraft Dungeons when it no, comes it, out. It. I would rather play Diablo. I, I'm not saying that I don't like Diablo. I love Diablo, but it looks like Diablo. Well, it's like, a dungeon crawler. Exactly. Is. Um, I would rather play a better graphic, probably better story, themes dungeon crawler Let then the slander begin yeah so 
that's my thoughts on it. I don't give a shit about Minecraft dungeons. Sorry, but I'm not buying it. Um, I think they said it's March 2020. Um. Like I said, I might pick it up just because, like, it interests it. Like, it kind of interests me a little bit. I was like, hmm, Minecraft Dungeons, a Minecraft dungeon crawler. I I might be able if I have people to play with, I'll definitely pick it up. But like, I I just I'm not totally sold. It it looks kind of like a weird thing to do. Um. I'm really mad that they showed it on the E3 stage. I feel like that should have just been a regular announcement. Like, just later down the road. Like, don't put that on your fucking stage, please. But, yeah. So, we're getting a Minecraft Dungeons next year. Kate hates it. Um, slander her. And all the voice messages you send, slander her. Um, moving on to the Xbox Scarlet, which Lord Phil Spencer said is coming out next fall, Kate. You, uh, you get rid of that Xbox One for an Xbox Scarlet? No. No? Why not? I'm not gonna spend another five... I'd rather spend money on the PlayStation 5 when that comes out. If I, if I wanted to spend more money on an Xbox, I would have got the One X. Um so how do you how do you feel about this new trend with the consoles cuz like we just we got the PS4 Pro what 2 years ago now the Xbox One X come out came out a year ago like and we're let's see the PS4 and Xbox One came out in 2013 it's 2019 like I mean it's been five years for those but like the ps3 and 360 or like the ps2 and xbox they they had long lifespans mm-hmm. and i wanted to know what you felt about this new trend of a new console every like two years i understand that they're trying to like keep up with the graphical times and you know they need something to support the the higher graphics games like um uh, uh god why is my mind god of war that's a graphic intensive game the witcher uh, 3 the witcher 3 you know so they need processors and whatnot to evolve over time so i understand that but in a sense like dylan and i were actually talking about this like, like why not make a uh a console that you can upgrade almost like a PC. Yeah. So you have you have like a base case with like a base model and then over time as graphics and games gets better you're like, "Oh, I can actually I can upgrade my processor, I can upgrade this." I mean, it, it would the companies would probably be losing less money, but maybe maybe not. Maybe over time, you know, if they upsell or they charge a little bit more for the price of the internal components, you know. So, I, I'm not against like Xbox and PlayStation doing like modular consoles like that. My only problem with that is if you're willing to do a modular console, like you, the consumer, are willing to do a modular console. At that point, just break the bank and get a gaming pc 
it comes down to um, console gaming has always been for the person that they don't need those fancy graphics. They don't want to play at ultra settings. And they just kind of want to sit on their couch, relax, play a game. They don't care about how great the game looks. They just want to enjoy their gaming experience. And so with this new trend of we need the most powerful console, like we have to have it. Um, I feel like if you're getting into that mindset, you need to be that not you specifically, but in general, that person needs to be looking at gaming PCs rather than modular consoles. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I, I get that. I kind of hate what PlayStation and X, Microsoft are doing right now. The console wars. Yeah, with this... No, we have the most powerful console. No, we do. It. It's stupid. Just mm-hmm. make a damn console. I'm going to play what I want to play on, that person's going to play what they want to play on. Yeah, I just think that, you know, graphics, they're evolving faster than the consoles can keep up with them. So, they're having to upgrade them quicker than they would than they were in the past. Yeah. I, I get that. I, I mean, I wouldn't be against the modular console, by any means. I just... I feel like if you're willing to get, if they do a modular console and someone were to buy it, I just feel like that person should probably start looking into PC gaming. I feel ya. But yeah, Xbox Scarlet Fall 2020, who's picking it up? Um, let's move on to some Ubisoft. Yeah. I, I do have to say, I think that, um... As far as Xbox Scarlet go, God damn it! Sorry. Um, as far as Xbox Scarlet Scarlet goes, uh, they announced a new Halo game alongside of it, which looks pretty cool, actually. I don't have an Xbox. I won't be buying it. I know. Uh, <laughs> I think that in the, when it comes to the Halo franchise, they kind of goofed a little bit when they made Halo Five, when it was all when it was only online. Um, yeah, they kind of fucked up with Halo Five. It, uh, it's pretty much it was pretty much the same shit that they did with Call of Duty Black Ops Four. Was that the most one? That three to one? Yeah, Black Ops Four, where there was no story. Yeah, Um, and it had a shitty ass battle royale mode that was stupid. Still getting people are still playing it. Uh, but yeah, so and apparently Activision took off Sledgehammer from its roster for Call of Duty games. Oh, we should probably talk about that too. <laughs> I don't know too much about that, but yeah. So, I mean, that's just another thing to look forward to when yeah. that. Re- but would so hold on? Would you, if you were to get Project Scarlet, would you pick up Project Scarlet with Halo? I'd have to. I want to see more on Halo before I even consider it. Okay, because I, I knew I know you're a Gears fan, like a big Gears fan. I just wasn't sure if you're a big Halo fan, and so I love Halo. I grew up in Halo. Yeah, I uh, I remember playing Halo Two over at a friend's house when I was younger, and then um, we had a 360 for a while, and I played Halo Three. But after our 360 broke, I went back to PlayStation. So Halo Three was the last Halo game I actually played. I love Halo 3. 
it, it's so good. And the soundtrack to it is amazing. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, I, uh, uh, sometimes when I read, I listen to gaming soundtracks and that cop comes up every now and again. The Skyrim soundtrack is the best one to listen to when reading. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn's a really good one too. So is God of War. Oh, God of War would be great. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Anyways, um, Ubisoft was the other one that the other company that I look forward to because fuck EA, and I don't give two shits about Square Enix. I don't really usually make games that I care about. Um, but yeah, Ubisoft is the other company that usually has a pretty good E3. But this year, they didn't have a particular game. They had another game, but there was no Assassin's Creed. Well, unless you count the Symphony. They said that they were going to take a break. Like, so... They are taking another year break. Yeah. So they probably released Odyssey a year after... um, Oh, goddammit. A year after uh, the other one came out, Origins. But Origins, yeah. Um. So, without an Assassin's Creed, how do you feel? What did you feel like with Ubisoft this year? What do you mean? Like, because usually, like, their most hyped game at an E3 press conference, I feel like, is Assassin's Creed. And so without that, kind of like without PlayStation being at E3, and you kind of, you felt that. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you feel like it was, did you feel like Ubisoft's press conference was lacking, or like, did you feel like it was kind of empty compared no. to previous years? No, I don't think so. Um, I I only caught tidbits of it. Um, there was Watch Dogs, there was uh, Ghost Dogs. Recon. Oh, I don't give a shit about Just Dance. <laughs> um, the Ghost what do you Recon. Mean? You don't want to dance the stupid songs. No. Um, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, and uh, the new, which I'm actually hyped for because I play Rainbow Six, the PVE Ooh. Rainbow Six game coming out, um, which is a kind of a, a, I wouldn't say a reskin, but um, a last year, around this time, the they had the Outbreak game mode in Rainbow Six Live, which was pretty much like a zombies sort of a thing. And it was really fun, actually. And this just kind of seems to expand upon it. And it uses the some of the operators, like Ella and... Uh, I can't remember the other one. Thatcher, maybe? I don't remember. But Ella, for sure, um, is appeared in the trailer for it. It's not set to be due out until next year, but it looks cool. Um, that actually is probably one I'm going to pick up for sure, because I really enjoy Rainbow Six Siege, and that game mode was fun. Uh, it was interesting having a, a PvE aspect to that game. I completely, uh, like, I, I will be honest, I completely forgot they announced a PvE Rainbow Six thing. Um, but now, hearing you mention it and talk about it, I it makes me want to pick it up. Um, do you remember around when it, like, what the release is? No, I don't, I think it ju- I just, uh, saw it wasn't set till 2020, which is fine with me. Um, Rainbow Six Siege, they've said they want to support it for 10 years, 
So, uh, and they keep, it's, what is it, two operators every three months they keep dropping. So, yeah, I, I could see it happening. Needs to learn from them. <clears throat> um, sometimes the operators suck. They actually have one from last year disabled right now because she's glitched to hell and too OP. But, <laughs> Um, I mean, that's not bad. They have so many other operators to choose from yeah, that it, it, it almost, it's fine. They need to, you know, Ubisoft says they need to, you know, fix the glitches and um, it having that operator playing was not enjoyable for most. So they disabled her. You know, no big deal. Um, yeah, Blizzard, Blizzard does that. Um, I remember D.Va on Overwatch was glitched for a while on a specific map and every time you lost your mech she'd just fall through the map and you just continuously fall and so you couldn't play her on that map um they've had to disable a couple characters in competitive and quick play and stuff yeah but um i mean i'm excited for it that uh i think one of your big things that you wanted to talk about was uh watchdogs legion Yes. Which I My highlight of E3. Yeah, no, not for me. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I saw, I watched the trailer for it and I'm like, okay, this is another Watch Dogs game. Um, I never beat. I really enjoyed the first one as much shit as people gave it. Um, I loved the story aspect of it. Uh, the second one I still have not beaten yet. Um, some of the missions they want you to play with other people and when I queued up or when I got somebody with me they were just complete you know, fucking just, idiots just text me I will play because I haven't I, needed either I have to reinstall it oh and I actually I rage quit on it at one point because I was doing a mission and I kept dying and or I kept getting detected or something and it pissed me off so I rage quit and haven't been back and I just haven't installed it on my pro um, I think the hype for Legion is the fact that you could play an old grandma who used to be an assassin. No, no, like, she didn't used to be assassin. She is an assassin. She. It says it says she's a retired assassin. Or yeah, wait, that yeah, okay, hold on, yeah, I did. Never mind. I'm yeah, she's her. a. Yeah, so I think that was kind of the hype of it, as well as you know the. Is anyone? Yeah, play as anyone, and it, I don't know, the, the concept of the game doesn't really seem to be, like, my cup of tea, because you're just, like, recruiting people. So, and I, I, I think what fascinated me so much about Watch Dogs Legion was that, and in such a way that, like, I'm excited, but also scared for it at the same time, because I'm someone who story story is very big for me like having a great story in tv movies games whatever the medium is is very important for me and having characters you connect with through that story is very important to me and although the idea of play as anyone and all these people have backstories is very fascinating it also worries me because like I want to be able to have a protagonist I can connect with, and what if I find that protagonist and I play with them throughout the story, and they die? Then I lost that connection to it, and like, 
I don't know. It's a very, it's a nitpick, and it's like really something that only I'm worried about. I don't know about other people, but specifically, it's an issue for me. But I'm also very excited because I want to see this um, idea for Watch Dogs Legion succeed. And the fact that each character you recruit and get has their own level. So, like, you you level them up individually, and they have their own skills, they have their own perks. Um, it's just fascinating. And I, I want to see so much more from this game. <clears throat> see, that to me, that kind of sounds like... Uh, fuck. It's a game that Jordan bought for Xbox. It's a zombie one. You kind of, like, build your base. I can't remember the fucking name of it. I feel like I know what you're talking about, but I can't put a name. It's it's the second installment in the series. Oh my god, yeah, it's gonna bother. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up while we're um talking about it. But it seemed kinda like that, and those kind of games are just not my cup of tea whatsoever. Oh, I'm I'm excited. And I can't wait. I hope it I hope they can pull this off and it doesn't fail. Like, I, I never want anything to fail, but, like, they made some pretty bold claims with Watch Dogs Legion. Mm-hmm. Also, they showed two people that were assassins. One currently was the old lady who was retired. Please, please, Ubisoft, if, you, if anyone from Ubisoft ever fucking hears this, Please just connect Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed so eventually we can get to a du- like a game that combines both series. That's all I want. Literally, once you made Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed, I'll be happy and you don't have to ever make those games again. Like, <laughs> that's your end game. <laughs> that's all I want from them. It's just Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed. And I want Marcus back because Marcus is a badass. And I miss him. But that's all I gotta say on Watch Dogs Legion, to be honest. Like, I just... Most of what else I could probably say is just gonna be me gushing. And not really well-thought-out sentences. (laughs) But yeah, that's all I gotta say on Watch Dogs Legion. You ready to get into uh, this Nintendo talk? Because they're our favorite company all the time. They make the greatest uh, choices ever. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck that game is called. <laughs> is it is it Seven Days to Die? No, that that is one that he plays. I hate that game. I stupid. I watched him. I've seen him play it, and the graphics on it drive me bonkers. Like no, I can't do it's that. It's awful. I played it, it on looks... PS4 for a while. It's stupid. I hate it. Oh my God, this is gonna piss me off. <laughs> but uh, Nintendo was there at E3, unlike Sony, and uh, they showed some things. State of Decay! Oh, (laughs) that's what it is. God. Okay, alright, I'm done. Um, Yes. Um, One of the things Nintendo showed kind of, I feel like kind of broke the internet for a little bit. Do you you know what that game is, Kate, that broke the internet? Or at least broke Twitter? The Witcher? Nope. Oh. Breath of, oh, Breath of the Wild 2, yeah. Yep. So, 
So how do you how do you feel about there being a sequel to Breath of the Wild already? I'm excited. I I'm, I'm excited. Granted, I also have not beaten the first Breath of the Wild. That's one of the. <laughs> it uh, I have recently I've had a hard time beating games, uh, and it might just be because I buy faster than I beat and then I put down for a while and or I just don't have the time or the fucking choir I still haven't beat DMC5 or Sekiro I get um you know I you know I've been on this really big destiny kick recently yeah play Overwatch instead I'll play Overwatch when after this podcast when no because I gotta make dinner and then I have destiny plans (laughs) nope Nope. You have Overwatch plans now. No. Um So yeah. I uh so I, I have a really hard time beating games right now. Um I can't tell you how many times I've started near Auto Automata Automata, whatever you pronounce what? it. Wait, what? Um it's a Square Enix game. It's a really good RPG, but Wait. I have not beaten it. Near about... Oh, are you near talking about near? Yeah. yeah, the the only one of the only Square Enix games I give a shit about um, that I haven't I've, played yet that I really want to play. I have it, but I've started it multiple times and haven't beaten. I have it. I've I barely scratched DMC the surface. And Bayonetta. <clears throat> so, uh, Breath of the Wild is on that list of I've started it a bajillion times, like from the beginning, because I get so far, and then I start playing other shit. And then I'm like, fuck, where am I? I don't even remember what the controls are. So I'm going to start from the beginning again, and I'm just in a vicious cycle. So one of these days, I am going to smack myself and say, I am going to play nothing but this for <laughs> until I fucking beat it. Now, that I think... will be th- three years after Breath of the Wild 2 comes out. That... Oh, see, now I kind of want to play it. But anyways... um. That being said, I think part of it is my mindset that, oh my god, this I've heard this game is massive. Like, there's so much that you can do. There's so much to do. I don't have time for it. So I'm going to play something where, yes, it's a grind, like Destiny, but it's not like... Like, I've already beaten the main story, so it's just about getting geared up and shit now. So right. I, I think I'm just intimidated by it so um i also have not beat breath of the wild um i was never really a big zelda fan to begin with though um but also like i got into it for a little bit fell out of it tried to go back and i don't remember what the hell i was doing in that game to be honest and so i haven't picked it up since i do plan on beating it i don't the only reason I'm not excited for Breath of the Wild 2 is because I haven't beat the first one. And so I'm like, I want to beat the first one. Don't show me it. Don't show me a sequel. Like, I haven't beat it yet. Yeah, that's where I'm at. But I will I will beat it before the second one comes out because I do want to play the second one. But I just don't have another 100 hours to put into a game because Odyssey took a lot out of me. That game, like... It, it became exhausting at times. Like, uh, I remember I was fighting Medusa, and that shit took forever. Like, she was kicking my ass. And, um, 
I left her, went grinded on Odyssey for a while, went back to her, and like that game just took a lot out of me, so I don't have time for 100-hour games anymore. It's just not for me. I like my story-driven games, but I also say that when I'm going to be playing Borderlands 3 in September, so I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> That's all I got for Breath of Wild 2. You got anything you want to unload for that one? Nope. All right. So we're getting we're getting our official Pokemon Switch game. Kate, you excited? Yeah, I'm actually. Uh, <laughs> I have heard that the Eevee Go and Pikachu Go are fun, but like I'm a, I'm like super fucking hyped for Sword and Shield. Yeah, me too. Um. I've thought about picking up Let's Go Eevee a few times, um, but like seeing gameplay on it, I'm just like, this isn't like this isn't the Pokemon game I want to play on Switch. The appeal of that game is the fact that you can connect your Pokemon Go account, and like I, I don't know how it how they interact with each other, but like you I think can, that's you how you can get all your Pokemon. It's for over, yeah. I think is it's... how it's supposed to work. So I think that was really the only big appeal for that game, just having a Switch version of pretty much Pokemon Go. Um, and I also feel like those two were supposed to be like the, okay, our fans really want Pokemon on their Switch, we gotta give them something, and Sword and Shield aren't quite ready yet, mm-hmm. let's give them something. Because like, it definitely yeah. doesn't feel like a complete game, it feels like more of... Let's give them something because these games aren't ready yet, and they they won't be ready for a while. I feel ya. But I'm super hyped. Are yep. you gonna get oh. Shield? Which one are you picking up? I gotta ask before. We uh, I don't know. I'll have to look into the different like the differences between the two. I'm only getting. Uh, I don't know. I think I might get Shield or no Sword. No. Yeah, sword, because I think sword's the one that has, like, the reddish color. And fuck you, it's red, so I'm gonna pick it up. I'll probably do shield if it's the blue. I think so. Yeah, I'll probably do shield. But, uh, before we get to the final one, because I kinda wanna slander, uh, you mentioned it earlier, but, uh, Dylan's favorite game is coming to Switch. The one I started replaying again and started. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, I'm playing on the hardest difficulty, which is fucking hard. <laughs> I'm still in the starting area. Um, I when I first played through it, <clears throat> I I probably should have, but I did not. You know, there's question marks on the map that were left unseen and it gets to a point where like you're so high leveled that if you go back there it's just like well this is stupid so i'm trying to do stuff as i go like unlocking all the the map areas and doing all the witcher contracts and all that stuff and um so yeah i'm not out of the starting area yet and i've probably put a a solid couple hours into it already uh i never finished the witcher i know shame me all you want um at first, when I saw it was coming to Switch, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, maybe I'll actually finish it, because I can take my Switch anywhere I want to. And then I was like, hold on, let me look into this a little deeper. And I realized that I can't even play The Witcher 3 
at 1080p docked. Now it's what is it 720? It's 720 docked and it's like 360 undocked. And yeah, I, was like, I fuck yeah. you. I saw the <laughs> uh, the graphics when they did like the trailer for it, and and I'm they've uh, upgraded the PS4 version to where it's HDR compatible and all that stuff, so it, it looks a lot better than when I first played it. And I have the Pro, so, um, but... Ooh, weird flex. Yeah, but okay. Dead <laughs> <laughs> uh, memes. Yeah, I... The graphics just looked really bad, and the, the appeal of it is the fact that you'll be able to play The Witcher anywhere like you could take it to work not that i have time at work to play but oh fuck you i will take every 15 i can just so i can play it at work <laughs> but, but i don't i don't want to play it at those shitty graphics the witcher is right, not meant to have right. those kind of graphics and that's my thing is like if i go back to try and beat this game again or like play this game again i want to play it looking good i don't care if it's like ps4 looking good or pc looking good even on my PS4, it still looks amazing. And that's how I want to play that game. I don't want to play it looking like dog shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, I picked up Saints Row the Third on my Switch. Um, it does okay when it's docked. But undocked, it doesn't do quite well. Um, like, the sound cuts out. And um, it the frame rate's really bad. Which really worries me for The Witcher 3. Like, if the sound cuts out for Saints Row the Third, and that game came out, out fucking years ago on the last gen consoles, it scares me for what The Witcher 3 is gonna look like undocked on the Switch. Yeah. But yeah, I just kinda wanted to slander a little bit because I was hyped at first and then was sadly, um, taken away from it but yeah i think the appeal for anybody that still hasn't played or wants to play again and for some reason won't play on their ps4 pc or xbox is the fact that they can take it wherever yep that's probably the only appeal of it i'm not picking it up i have hold on my cat's being a dick cut it out you fucktard um i will patiently wait if I'm like out of town or something I will wait to come back home to play it on my PS4 I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna right. get it for the Switch honestly the for me the trees look so bad yeah that's what uh, when I first saw it I'm like Mm-mm, nope next uh, for me my Switch like Nintendo I-, I want those classic Nintendo games like Mario Super Smash all that stuff. I I love that they're doing all these ports, but they can't keep porting games that are so graphically intensive that it's it, they they can't do it. Like yeah, I, I don't. It's cool no. that like CD Projekt Red let them do it, and it's like willing to do this, but like it just come on, no, know your limit, Nintendo. I think that's always been their downfall is they don't know their own limit. No. Now if they come out with a higher processed switch the, or switch yeah if they come out with something like that that can give me what my ps4 pro gives me sure i'll get it for to for mobile i have uh i think i have borderlands 2 for my ps vita but 
I'm not. Yeah, I. No, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna get those games that I'd rather be playing on my PlayStation for the Switch. Right. The games, the games I'm gonna get for the Switch are the one, like the smaller indie games, um, like My Name Is Pedro, which just came out today. Oh uh, no, no, it's My Friend Pedro. My Friend Pedro. Yep. I need to, I need to pick that up. I really want to play that. It looks so much fun. It looks so yeah. much fun. Um, or like the, you know, the classics, the Mario, the Luigi's Zelda's. Mansion. The Zeldas, like Ooh, the Nintendo Mansion Three, are you picking that up? Oh yeah, but I also want to uh, pick up the first one and uh, Dark Moon for the DS, <clears throat> and play through those again before it comes out. And it's also co-op. Three is co-op. Ooh. Switch Online. Oh yeah, I'm. I'll pick up Switch Online for that. <laughs> but not Smash Bros. You don't want to catch these hands? <laughs> like you've never caught these hands in Soul Calibur? You scared? <laughs> I have to reinstall it. I know I said after the last time we recorded that I was going to reinstall it and then I forgot. Just like you drunkenly delete Overwatch? Hey, I... I'm not here to slander you. Just I soberly put it back up though. Yeah, so until you get drunk again. <laughs> nah, that, doesn't, that really doesn't happen that often. Like, at all. <laughs> so, um... That's really all I have on my show notes. I put Ultimate Marvel's Ultimate Alliance 3 on there, but really that was just me going asking you if you're picking that up for the Switch because it is a Switch exclusive and comes out next month. And I'm definitely picking that up. I love those games. But yeah, are you picking up Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3? Uh, probably not. I might. We'll see. That'd be such a fun squad game, though. Like, we all get Switch Online next month and just hop on some Ultimate Alliance 3. I might. We'll see. If if it's a $60 release, I won't get it right away. Well, it's a... Yeah, it's $60. Yeah, I probably won't get it right away, then. Fine. Me and Dylan will become Beast and Ultimate Alliance. Get on and be a noob. That's okay. I'll be, uh... I'll be racing in Crash Team Racing, which comes out today. Ayo! Or tonight. Oh, it does. Are you going to pick it up? Uh, no, probably not till tomorrow. No. We have a bunch of errands and shit we need to do before rehearsal. <clears throat> and that was going to be one of my stops. Well, that also comes out th- this week, and I completely forgot about it until this morning. But yeah, that's all I have on my show notes. Kate, I'll let you... Uh, Give your closing statements for episode six. Uh, shit, I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> yo, this podcast is awful. What? Nothing. Don't worry about it. Oh, you're weird. Uh, I guess if you want to follow me on Twitter, I mostly retweets. I don't really post anything. Um, every now and again I do, but it's Kate underscore Talbot T A L B O T. Uh, actually, I might change that here this weekend. Um, ooh. Ooh. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but, as of right now, and I'll probably be too lazy to change it for a while, it's Kate underscore Talbot. Um, I'm also on Instagram and all that stuff. Uh, I was... Uh, I wanted to stream for a while, but 
you know, uh, oh, um, within the coming weeks, we'll be putting up a website for articles and stuff. What else? What? What else? What else? I don't. I don't fucking know. Anyways. Oh my god. Anyways, <laughs> this has been episode six of Demented Cast. We are back on this bullshit. Um, thank you for anyone who is still tuning in and listening to us after last episode that we put out. Um, hopefully, what do you think, Kate? You think we can start getting more uh, frequent with these? Oh, I think we could if the if media continues to bless us with good content. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hey, yeah. you still gotta do a review of uh, Supermarket. You still gotta finish that. Oh, jeez. I'm sorry, Logic. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> did like you see that. you change the name of uh, what was it, Bobby Records? Yeah, he did. I don't know. I, I'm, I've kind of fallen off that train. Once he went mainstream, it was he followed the mainstream. Anyways, we're not talking music right now, so. No, that's for another uh, podcast we still gotta do, Kate. I know. Where's um, the Where's Good Kid Demented City at? Huh? <laughs> that was supposed to be your That was your brainchild. The name was. The idea was yours. Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully we'll get more frequent with these in the coming weeks. Um, it's been It's been a stressful last like three months though. Especially for you. Yeah, well, just in general. I think, like, everything with, you know, actually, just being an adult sucks right now. It's a bad time to be an adult, people. Don't (laughs) don't do it if you don't have to. (laughs) If you ain't forced into it, don't do it. Just just stay out of it. Live in your parents' basement forever. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't do that. Oh, should we... Should we uh, announce the uh, other podcasts now, or wait? No, let's wait. Okay. We we don't know anything official Ooh, about it. All right. Well, All right. my closing statement is, of course, this has been Demented Cast Episode Six. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, and all other major podcast outlets. You can also subscribe to this podcast and give me money because I am broke. Of course, you don't have to subscribe, but it is always greatly appreciated. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm slash dementedcast. Subscribe for 99 cents, $5, or even 10 You can also leave me voice messages um, telling me what you thought of the episode or any topics we discussed today. Also, leave us voice messages for Kate because she slandered Keanu Reeves. And so she needs to be slandered. <laughs> but my show notes are empty. Kate is groaning. And so that is it for this episode. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>